guys. Seth, Drew, and Sherb here for a regionals wrap-up edition of the Misfit Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about everything we've seen over the last three weeks and how it's going to impact things moving forward to the games. Uh, before we get into anything, I'm sure Drew has lots of information he'd like to share with you. Oh, yes. SharpenTheAxeCo.com. We've got a new release that is out today. Uh, I'm not sure when this podcast will be posted, but as of right now, no matter Soon-ish. what... Uh, this awesome new hat, that hat, this shirt, that logo. Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, on audio, I just spun around in my chair and ran into the wall. Um, you guys can see this in the game day collection from Misfit Athletics and all that jazz at sharpentheaxco.com. Also, if you click on the events tab, we have four training camps coming up. The Big Kahuna, June 22nd to the 24th, Portland, Maine at Misfit HQ. Um, tickets are flying off the shelves for that. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to have some special guests. Some uh, games athletes are going to be up here training at that time, so it's going to be really exciting. August 24th to the 26th, Louisville, Kentucky, Derby City CrossFit. October 5th through the 7th, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Open Box Athletics. And last but not least, CrossFit 817 in Fort Worth, Texas, November 16th through the 18th. Again, sharpentheaxco.com. Click on events. There they are. Boom. You did that pretty quick. That's, that's good. That's fast. Maybe in the comments it won't say skip ahead to this time to watch <laughs> the video because that was so efficient. <clears throat> so let's talk about what we saw. We are all on the road different places for the last three weeks. Um, I think the first topic... I'd like to get into before we get into the hot and heavy individual section is the team stuff. I think the team competition changed drastically from six to four. And I will say it didn't exactly change the way that I believed that it was going to change. Um, For me, I really thought that from going from six to four, the teams would be much more competitive and you'd have a much higher. amount of teams that were in the hunt for game spots. Yeah, no runaways. It it looks like, yeah, it looks like it went the opposite direction, though. It looks like, to me, from the regions I went to, the top teams that were already good and had the best athletes on them basically got to cut the dead weight and just got stronger, and nobody else really took the initiative to put together a a super team other than a handful across the entire world um, to make a run at the Affiliate Cup. So it it looks to me like the field... (laughs) Yeah, well, whatever they call it now. It looks to me like the field is even more divided than ever between contenders and non-contenders. The idea that you essentially play checkers in the open and then play chess or I don't even know fucking backgammon or something yeah. <laughs> completely different game at regionals and teams are like oh, okay well we can take this collective of fit people strong people yep. whatever and then hope they know how to use a worm and work together right. and do all that didn't happen I agree I mean I, I watched I, <laughs> you always agree I mean I watched, tell me I'm wrong no I mean I, I agree Idiot. I thought for the most part we would see a little bit more of a you know um, more of the uh opportunity to see more things with the team and it kind of seemed to me like wasn't really that diverse from years past i mean yes like the style of the events yeah like the style of the events i mean the the worm i knew that they have that great fascination that stupid thing but it's never going to go away but it's to a me, team barbell yeah it's, it's a definitely team barbell. never going to go away no it's never going to go away but i thought there'd be more opportunity to get a little more creative with the workouts or like you know i think about the invitational i think the invitational has a little bit more diversity into it even though it's typically only four events than the six event regional piece i just to me, the team stuff, like, 
doesn't have that like luster to it that the individual stuff does. I mean, I caught myself like watching like the top heats of the teams and then being like, I just can't get well, it the can same way. I can certainly agree with that. And um, I thought it was more exciting to watch this year or more watchable, I will say, than years past with six uh, athletes. Like, I mean, even the overhead squat, double under, one trip over the handstand ramps, like that was a fine event because even the teams – it really didn't even come down to the overhead squat and doublers. It came down to can you get four it's, people across crazy. those uh, ramps within the the time period. And um, I just thought I thought they did a better job this year in in putting tests out there that will find the teams that's supposed to go to the games. There wasn't that much emphasis on the worm. I didn't think there was only three worm events, and each worm event Half. was was well. It was preferenced with other movements, True. so the worm wasn't the only thing in the yeah, workout. It was like Thirty cleaning like, to the worm for time or something. Yeah, and the the synchro chester bar to me for the weaker teams ended up playing a bigger role than moving the worm because there were teams that were just breaking down on sets of twenty five. When you look at the handstand push up worm lunge, lunge down and yeah. back, the teams that had the lead coming off the wall typically were the teams that won the lunge because you can only lunge so, so fast. fast. I mean, there are some teams that are better than others, but you can only lunge so fast. So if you have a 30, 40 second lead coming off handstand pushups, that was the workout at that point for for the teams that are in contention. The top, the top teams. Correct. Yeah. Um, so it just looked to me like uh, even though the worm is still going to be a staple of competition, there was a better tests than years past and the better tests showed that the best athletes come to the top and so now we have the again the extremely good teams up there but I would say in in a handful of regions teams four and five or and then six through whatever really have very little chance of competing at the games because the amount of diversity they can do with having four people at regionals and four people at the games it's not going to be that different yeah we'll have more running and swimming involved but for the most part, you're still going to be moving heavy objects as a team. You're still going to have to do synchro movements. It'll be a lot of the same stuff. They have so. ability to go longer or be a little more diverse with the atmosphere they're using, not confined to an arena. But, but the fitness we saw carry the teams, the regionals, I think, will be represented as the, the fitness same. we see in the games that carry the same teams. So you foresee like going to the games now that the teams that finish like first, second, third are the only ones that could potentially for the most make, part in most regions and, make and some only noise. in some regions too like I think I think we could probably if we took we're not going to today but if we took the time to go through the leaderboard in the top five of each region I think we could pretty confidently pick eight of the top ten teams that will definitely be in the top ten and I think we would be able to pick five teams and out of those five teams three will be on the podium this year I think it's that obvious it's that obvious so you couldn't throw something at the games you think that would drastically shake that up I can't think of anything, not but I know if you not really. enough things yeah. the way that they structure it. Okay, I just didn't know if like it, like you said, it's that kind of takes some of the luster out of the competition if you know kind of who's going to be the top versus who's not going to be at the top. But I didn't know if there was the example that to, comes to mind is is someone like Vellner last year, like he had that event and then podium, like, right? Like they don't do quite enough of that for that to just completely knock somebody off. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about the team stuff. I still think it's much better than years past. But I, all I'm saying is that my initial assessment of what was going to happen to the team competition was completely backwards. I thought it would make it more competitive because it'd be easier to have a bunch of teams of four that were much closely, much more closely together in skill. And it just separated the elite fours from the pretty good for us. Do you think going forward, like now that a year has passed with this four-person format versus the six, that that might happen next year? Well, you're going to see... 
it, you, like you won't see, see it locally. Like I don't think you're going to see an affiliate necessarily oh. magically create four superstars that are going to go in and, ha- and take a shot at the, I'm the, more like the a title. Super team type of thing. There's going to be super teams everywhere. So that's going to be a thing. No, it already is a thing, but it's going to be the vast majority of qualifiers moving into the future will be team, people that are commuting or moving temporarily to create super teams and make a shot at it. I think that's the only direction that it can go, yeah, I, I, the way I the mean, new format is. I could see the, the bottom half of regionals deciding that, like, hey, I want to see what it was like for a year and now go from, hey, I don't want to be the guy that comes in 30th at regionals. I want to be the guy that's on the team that goes to the games. Maybe that's what changes it slightly because maybe that that thought of yours that's it's going to get more competitive hasn't happened yet because they were kind of watching it for a year to see what would happen or what would be different. Well, and, and to me, it even goes one step further. You're talking about someone who's like barely getting to regionals, like people that are getting, getting to the games. Like for example, Travis said this straight up. He said, so, you know, I could have easily made it to regionals back to the games this year as an individual, which is completely true based mm-hmm. on what we saw and what yeah. we know. Um, but he's like, I'm not interested in taking 25th to 30th at the games again this year. I'd much rather take a shot at the top and see what happens. And then, reconsider next year yeah reevaluate next year and see what happens he's like i've been to the games three times and i just you know this is where i'm at as an athlete i'm not like you know ashamed of it it's just that's where i'm at i'm not a contender for top 10 so he just sat down and made an evaluation based on his previous experience i mean and and so you were talking about people at regionals who just don't want to finish 30th at regionals well now we're talking about people that can get to the games upon you know whatever year they want to get to the games they'll get there but now that's not enough for them so you're going to see more of those people that are qualifying or on the cusp of qualifying that are like let's stack a team maybe i went a little too low with that with 30th but like you think of people in the northeast that were previous games athletes but maybe aren't quite at that level anymore or just below that or maybe they need the right workouts to get to the games as an individual kind of like Austin and Spencer yeah yeah something like that they are the type that are you know they actually competed on a team this year but there are athletes in the same like realm or same sphere as them who are just outside that position and maybe say like hey I don't want to I don't want to break in the top five as an individual and then come in 40th at the games or 30th at the games. Yeah. I want to check it to take a run. So I just think that maybe we're a year or so away from, or two years away from people seeing what has changed with the four person format and wanting to go that super team route. Cause I agree that I thought there'd be more super teams or more competitive yeah. teams, but I didn't see it. Regionals made the whole situation like really obvious to me. And I assume if it's obvious to me, it's obvious to a lot of other people too. Mm. Like what has to happen to be a contender at this point. Anything else about teams? No. It's going to the individuals. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't want to talk about week one. Yeah, well, why touchy. don't you talk about that's week one? Topic. Why don't you air it all out there? I mean, last year it was like rainbows and butterflies. It was like fourth and sixth week one, uh, first week two, second week three. All right, let's go on to the games. Mm-hmm. This year it was much different in the uh, in the old East Regional. Um I don't really want to get into the treadmill topic again. Um, Cody put up one hell of a fight. Yeah, struggled a little bit on Linda. Put together top ten performances in every other event. I did say performances. I didn't say scores. Um, <laughs> and that typically uh, will get you to the games, and it didn't this year. There were, you know, there really were only like six or seven of them battling back and forth. It really Shuffle sort of around. came down to that um, towards the end, like that eight through ten range wasn't really um, a huge part of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, a completely different perspective as a coach, like Austin withdrawing, mm-hmm. 
Um, Caroline had some, you know, some issues with the handstand walk and then had a pinched nerve. So she wasn't able to hold the dumbbell the way that she was in training. So it's just weird to go from that type of season last year to... There was a different air of excitement last year. Like, oh man, look what's happening. We might have two people from our home gym qualify to... And then having Max there was just such a cool experience. And those three on... Three amigos. Yeah, they were in, in like third, fourth, and fifth or something like that at one point. I mean, it was only like halfway through, but yep. um, just a way different experience this year. And I'm obviously one that as a coach and as athletes and as all different people need to learn to accept, but to go from that to that in one year was was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was definitely a trying experience, like trying to, you know, have an athlete who we've known is putting the work all year long to have an experience where he's got to withdraw and then, you know, you have to like walk on eggshells almost, like ask like, you know, how are you feeling? But, you know, he's got to be supportive of Caroline, who's his girlfriend. Like, it just made for a very weird dynamic for the weekend. And we just tried to stay as positive as we could. And we knew going into it that day three would have to be, like, basically home run, home run for Cody to make, yeah. that, make that jump and for Caroline to achieve her goal. And it didn't go the way we wanted it to, but, like... Yeah, I mean, after he got hurt, she said she was going to puke while she was she's doing, warming yeah, doing up doing for event, Linda. Doing event two, she's, like, queasy out back. So like, Why? she's crying. Because like, he was crying and, like, it was a group thing like yeah. he was affecting her performance based on how he was feeling and like yeah. she just felt bad for him I mean she feels for him empathetic yeah. because they've been trained together for you know going on two or three years now and seriously the last four or five months so right just a it's it hard, was a weekend dynamic, yeah <laughs> you had a little bit more fun in the south I mean obviously ups and downs. More. yeah I had yeah I, I had we had great success in the south as a company we did um, but like with anything, like the negatives always outweigh the positives on your mind. It's impossible not to feel like the 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 pain of someone not qualifying that you you know really believe in, still believe in. Um, versus like you know, Brandon had a fucking flawless weekend. Like the kid is just stud. He is. He He's just so composed and so mature for his age, and so willing and ready to compete on a moment's notice it it makes it really made my job super easy like made some game plans he stuck to them to a t like almost to a fault where he wouldn't adapt didn't need to but if he like he was just so or like take risks towards pushing a little harder at the end you he, mean, i mean he, he did take risks he took risks where we decided that he should calculated. and he stuck to it basically no matter what which is um you know something that will come with, with experience for him like as you know Yes, this is this was working up to this point, but then I changed it because you know I was resting too long on stepovers, or you know something was coming up that I had to be a little more fresh, or I'd have trouble with whatever. Um, but point is, you know, you write the roadmap down, and he follows it step by step to the finish line. Which, as a coach, uh, you really can't ask for much more than that. And, no, uh, it made for a very stress-free weekend for me and him. He just from start to finish yeah, was right. yeah from start to finish was was good to go he struggled a bit more than he expected uh, on Linda but he still put up a good enough score that it didn't matter it just he never was not in contention or never did not have a realistic game spot locked up so that was nice uh, the teams obviously we've been working with uh, a Rossi slash don't stop which is Travis Williams and Jordan and then the ladies are Sheila and Rachel and uh, their fitness is probably the best of any team in the world as far as four individuals coming together. They probably have the most combined total fitness, if that's a thing. 
Uh, but I mean, we talked at great length, <laughs> Travis and I had, we're, we're, uh, tight enough that we can have very honest, open shouting matches with each other about topics when it gets to that point. And then the next minute we're totally good. But, uh, so we had many, many discussions, some heated, some not heated about, you know, what it takes to be a successful team. And, um, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna make it work this summer and, and do a lot more team bonding stuff and really focus on getting to know each other better um, timing wise communication wise and that'll be the difference that actually either makes them a contender or doesn't uh, so I mean I would say that for them it's exciting too that group dynamic that's maybe not quite there yet if they can adapt and create that dynamic and get start working together they could be way fitter than they currently are in terms of like oh, how there's they perform. no question so that to me i mean if they're listening i hope they do but like travis have, listens to everything they have the opportunity to really grow in these next two months to really take that leap and push to be what they want to be which is the winning team in the cross game so i think everyone knows it on the team too it's not like it's a mystery we all talk about it it's it's a it's matter it's a matter of like uh all four getting to the point where they're they're doing whatever they're doing for training for the other three instead of for themselves. So mm. once everybody kind of has that mentality that their yeah. training is for the other three, I think things will start going in the right direction. Not that they're not going in the right direction, but even faster. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see their progress. And we're going to, we'll do some pieces on them this summer to keep everyone up to speed because it's quite a group, quite a group. Of I feel people. like the, the outtakes of that group or the behind the scenes kind of thing would be pretty entertaining to watch. It will without question. <laughs> um, and then of course we had Lone Star who we've, you know, worked with, uh, members of that team at different camps and they've been following for a couple of years and Jess was remote coaching client for a while and so on and so forth. And they qualified fourth, fourth. I believe, yep. um, just had a really solid weekend all the way around. It was fun watching them. And then the, the, uh, the negative of the weekend, not really negative, but just the part that hurt the worst was Alexis not qualifying for her third straight. Um, we knew it would be a tough weekend for her. Um, just so happened that the workouts served up some things that we were not able to work on in the last few months of her training because of, I don't want to say injuries, but issues she's been dealing with. Um, so, you know, the heavy thruster in the running we knew was going to be a problem and they were just too great of a problem that the other four performances would not have been able to overcome uh, with how stacked that region was. And then in that region, you have the 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 one difference maker was the altitude. And it was only about 4,500 feet, which isn't significant, like in terms of, you know, you're not gasping for air, but what it does do is it really sucks the life out of you once you're finished. So yeah, when I'm when I'm backstage with the athletes and you watch them come off the floor, you know you see people tired at regionals and they're exhausted and they're walking off slow. These people look like they were fucking zombies or we ghosts trying crazy to, just there. trying to get back in the cool down area, like basically tripping over their own feet, sliding them across the floor trying to walk. It's just the altitude and that lack of oxygen when they're going that hard just sucks the life out of them. And it makes recovery that much harder for the next event when you have a 90 minute to three hour turnaround and you haven't eaten, you have no real comfortable place to hang out. You're not quite sure what you're going to do. The window's a little awkward. It's not quite long enough that you'd go back to your hotel. It's not quite short enough that you should keep moving. It's just really awkward for them. And so people that weren't used to that elevation definitely had a severe disadvantage even if they went out early and tried to prep and get acclimated it just wasn't the same as people who live up there um, who are who are more able to, to recover faster and I think it was the recovery not so much the 
like on floor performance that was the difference maker for the week. That's a huge part of competing is understanding that how much that recovery plays a you know a part in your performance later in the day or later in the weekend. Like you yep. just can't get away with getting off the floor and then shoving food in your face and sitting in the stands. That just that doesn't no, work. So no, it doesn't work. No, You're right. It has a huge Especially, effect. And it's funny because like everybody that's there trains with a good amount of volume at this point. To get to regionals, you 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 can handle volume to some degree, three four pieces a day, whatever that is for you. Um, but these people are literally doing two pieces a day and they're the most sore, most destroyed, most like by day three, they, some of them don't even want to be there anymore. They've only done four workouts over two days. Yeah, you see it in their faces too. The intensity that you bring during competition is really cannot, it just can't be matched in training no matter how much you try to mimic it. It just, it's not there. And then to take someone from sea level and throw them in altitude and make them do that, it's, it's clear why some people were successful and why some struggled. So, yeah, she just like it was weird watching a couple of the events, you know, online. She just looked different. It was just something a little bit different, especially going into uh, five and six. Just something seemed different about her. And you know, I lived at altitude for for co- when I was in college, and it's just not. It's so much different. It is, and you don't really you acclimate. And you get used to it in your everyday life, but you don't really acclimate. Like you have to like, you're talking about generations of people or you're talking about crazy shit like sleeping in an oxygen chamber yeah. or something like that to be able to get to that point. And your metabolic rate goes through the roof. You get dehydrated really easy. So you have to eat way more food. You have to drink way more water. And mm-hmm. athletes never want to do that when they're competing. Yeah. It's it's a whole different animal. I couldn't believe how crazy it was when we went out for a trip and <laughs> go out there. I was like, oh, it's just going to be like a thing. People are exaggerating. It's not that bad. And you, no. go, and you go for literally like a gentle walk up a hill. And you're like, I feel like I just did a sprint. All mm-hmm. I did was walk. It's, it's you know, it has quite an effect on your performance. I, I tested out quite a few things when I first got out there just to see like aerobically how I felt like breathing was I gasping for air hitting certain paces that I'm comfortable with Um, and that wasn't the case I was never like missing oxygen it felt like my legs were stuck in mud I couldn't deliver oxygen to my tissue so it did not want to function it didn't want to feel like just wasn't getting fuel essentially you're breathing in the same amount of oxygen just not getting the same amount of oxygen per breath that you would otherwise so basically and and for whatever reason I don't know the exact science behind the delivery of why it would be so much harder, but other than it just being less or yeah, being saturation, thinner, just a smaller percentage is just lower. And we yeah. have and we have a, a, a monitor that a medic gave us that you put on your finger to measure the oxygen saturation in your blood. And normally, you know, resting like right now, if we had it, we'd be somewhere between ninety eight and one hundred percent. When we're testing people before and after workouts, they're at like eighty five to ninety one percent. That's so fucked up. You're talking about giving away. Like that's like someone with some kind of serious metabolic condition. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, able if you to went into a hospital with that, they'd like yeah. admit you. Yeah, they'd put you on a respirator and say, "Hey, you need to chill out." That, like, that get photo, oxygen. that photo of Travis looking drunk crossing the finish line after he held on for touch and go snatches. We put that on him while he was like recovering, and he was below ninety percent oxygen saturation. I've that's never seen that before. Nothing. Yeah, not, a, not an average healthy person. That's no. not. That's not a thing. So that's that's how much it affected people when they brought that kind of intensity especially without being acclimated. So that's, it's major people, you know, people comparing scores from region to region saying they get in the South. You don't want to find out if you get it in the South, go up there and test those workouts and see how you feel. It was just, it's just completely, completely it's different. It's a different game. Isn't it, it is. It's not the same regional. <laughs> so well, that was weekend one. How was California? California was great. Um, China did, really well as she always does um she's made some very serious strides in her mental game 
that's, you know, working with her, there isn't a whole lot to do when it comes to like standard, like CrossFit stuff. Like she knows what she's doing. You know, we make tweaks on certain things, but, um, getting her to the point where she can take that part of her that doesn't believe in herself, which pushes her so hard in training and then kind of try to get rid of that a little bit and believe in herself, you know, over the course of the weekend. Um, so that if things do go wrong, which they did, um, she can bounce back easily. And she, from what I understand the, on Linda, they measured in the back what your J cup setting was going to be, what number it was going to be on. And then they set the J cups and the safety straps up based on that. She got out there and freaked out and thought that it was too high. So she had them lower the J cups. Well, they didn't lower the straps. So you run into it as you came down. So as she came down, she was running into it. And essentially for anybody that didn't see this or didn't know what was going on, they just, for, I I assume insurance purposes, made sure that they couldn't drop it on their face or their neck. So it swooped down so that if you dropped it, it would roll and then hit you in the chest or like sit on your chest without like crushing you basically just be set in a position that wouldn't. Well, I mean, no, it didn't, it couldn't protect your chest and have the same range of motion. It's not really possible. Well, I meant like, I meant like actually like sink through like your chest. I mean, I, I get that. Yeah. I don't know if it could cave your rib cage or whatever, but anyway, she kept, she kept running into the strap. Um, she did, she did it unbroken in training, uh, with the bench. She wasn't actually going to do that. She's going to break it up a little bit in the competition, but then she was forced to break it up a ton. Um, but she just like you would expect from her, just pushed through, um, went out there and did exactly what she had to do the rest of the weekend. And then so many people forget, like it must be fun to be on top after the triple threes, but it it seemed like it didn't matter. Having watched regionals, like you could actually ruin your weekend, but four events, you think about how different they were. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so different. You didn't know shit about the leaderboard until event four, unless you're talking about, uh, you know, a Matt Fraser, uh, you know, some of the people that put up, you know, crazy performances, like someone that was so impressive was Emily Abbott out in that region. She crushed. She crushed all the way across, but it's like she was able to see, and we were able to talk about the fact that this, you know, we're, we're putting together all of these pieces to make your performance for the whole weekend. And I never had any doubt that she wasn't going to make it. And it was good to see her battle that. I think that that's, you don't ever wish that on someone, but at the after it's over, you kind of have to about that happened, and she's able to battle back. That adversity gives her an experience that she can grow from. I mean, right. she realizes that yeah, I can have a you know, I can have things not go my way and still battle back. I mean, if you look at her placing across the entire weekend outside of Linda, she's top eight in everything. You think that's like oh, obviously she's going to the game, and she would have been easily top eight in Linda yeah. otherwise. And that's just you know consistency across that many different things to me is, you is can take that going important. forward too. you're like, Hey, you know, you have one bad event, the game, sometimes that ruins someone's game experience. Having one bad event, people mailed in and are happy to get their Reebok gear and call it a weekend. But now you can say, Hey, you can battle back from something like that. And you have evidence that yeah. was two months ago versus like, Oh, I had a bad day six years ago. I mean, that to me is a huge growing point for an athlete, even someone as seasoned as her. Yeah. So, and if you're gonna ever gonna travel to a region, pick that one. It's the best. It's the best. One region. of these years, I go, I'll go out the there. The venue, uh, just the area, that whole thing. It's it awesome. looks like one it's, of the coolest. It's really ones. cool. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> where'd you go, Sherb? Uh, yeah, where did you go? I watched from home. Uh, I had to hold down the fort and make sure that Murph ran smoothly, but. Um, I spent a lot of time watching both the West Regional and the Central because Dex is out there. So I guess we can go there next. 
You okay. were there, Central. Yeah. I went to the Matt Fraser show. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he bombed event one. He's not any good. Oh, ninth bombed. Place. Terrible. Yeah. Looks so comfortable up. taking ninth too. That's pretty funny. Looks so comfortable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Central was uh, everything you would think it would be. Uh, Matt Fraser won, you know, event two to event six handedly, crushed it. Uh, Broning's team crushed the whole weekend too. Um, big surprise. So. <laughs> The people you know that are coming out of that region did. Uh, Nick Uranker looked really good. Uh, Alex Anderson looked really good. Those guys looked like they were completely different from last year. Um, we had a, ourselves, we had like 13 individuals. <laughs> yeah, we had a ton of good showings. Uh, no one got through. Um, not that we had like super high expectations that was necessarily going to happen for anyone in particular. Like it's always nice when someone can surprise you and put on a good performance and people did just not quite to that region's competitive level, different level there for sure. Uh, yeah. And it was a good weekend overall. I mean, I could go into the details of trying to help each person for five minutes at a time before they prepare. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a good, good uh, experience for for myself and the company to get there and mix it up with so many athletes that are following in the central region it was it was fun and uh probably develop a lot more solid relationships moving forward in that area and that's that's really my takeaway from that is just um getting to meet some really cool people um a lot of them are friends even i have friends out there that don't even follow just getting to catch up with them and stuff like that just it was it was a really good time so glad glad we went there but. were you able to teach Dex anything while you were out there was he able to follow any plan that we talked about previously would you no. say yeah <laughs> no he, he crushed event three he really did for him yeah like no, for he a, a big man he really handled event three really well he uh, completely bombed uh, triple three decided that rowing like a nine minute 3k was going to be a smart way to get ahead we talked about that you big dummy we all talked about that with him uh, so uh yeah, he had fun. I think. I think uh, he's. I think he's satisfied. With How just long are we suspending floor. his shit talking license? Can't we suspend it for some <laughs> period of time? He's gonna start talking shit right after. Yeah, this. I don't know. I don't know. You can suspend it whenever you want. <laughs> he's not gonna he's fucking in, stop. No, listen, no. Yeah. He's in. Uh, he's in timeout. I guess for finishing like was it thirty second? Last. I don't even know. Thirty <laughs> first. <31st. laughs> Is that what place he came in? Yeah, thirty first. I'm looking at it right so, now. But honestly, like. Dex, I love you, but that's about where you're at compared to the guys out there. So that region's a, crazy. That region is insane. You had he had a couple mistakes, had one moment of feeling really bad for himself in event four, where I was just kind of laughing uncontrollably <laughs> on the sideline as he stared at his barbell, didn't want to snatch it anymore. I had a kick I got a kick out of that. But um yeah. He, he I mean, he may have been able to effort himself to twenty fifth, but that's where he's at, so Fun to watch either way. He I is. enjoyed watching him. He, oh, I, I got to say this, though. So even though, you know, Dex is where he is athletically, still super talented, obviously, like in the big pictures, big scheme of things. But um, I saw him take more pictures with people than when I walk around with Alex Smith or Cody or China. More people approach Dex for pictures than any other athlete I've ever hung out with. Dude. It is insane how many people that I don't know who they are walk up to Dex. <laughs> hey, man, can I get a picture? Of course, yeah, yeah. And then he makes some fucking crazy saying and makes him laugh and takes a picture. Like, over and over. We couldn't walk anywhere. Over and over. He's a fucking celebrity. I didn't know that was the case. 
building that brand. It is. He is a celebrity out there. It's I think so part weird. of the part of his strategy, some of those workouts, are just to get out and head so everyone can get a camera on him for a few minutes. Oh, he gets, come on, exactly. come on. He gets <laughs> of attention. Whatever happens he later, wears happens. the goofiest shit. He's got that monster beard. I mean, he gets all the attention he could ever dream of, and then people eat it up. Just nonstop photos with fans after. <laughs> it's crazy. That's funny. funny. So yeah, that's central. And all then right. uh, we got Latin America. Yay. Is that where you went? Weekday? That's where I went. That was where I was. <laughs> Did you steal all the equipment? Is that why yeah. I didn't have it? I have all those benches in my garage now. It was nice. awesome. Nice. I mean, we have we had a remote coaching client there. Paolo went down there. And I mean, Austin and I were watching him that weekend as best we could. I mean, didn't see a ton of him. But I mean, for them to be able to make that adaptation on the fly and for him to have a pretty good weekend, I know he was pretty pumped on it. He's already back to training like full speed. And Austin's like... You know, chill out a little bit. He's talented. He is very talented. He's you know, got he's that gotta, motor you can't teach. Yeah, he's got to shore up. I mean, you look at his performances. I mean, outside of events one and three, I mean, we knew he knew going into it that event three wasn't going to be excellent from according to Austin. Finished eleventh overall, huh? Yeah, I mean, he did well. I mean, only give one qualifier, but at the same time, like he shores up that that long game in terms of the long endurance piece. He's up in the you know conversation for taking that one spot from Latin America, so that's pretty cool. And with a motor like his, you assume that that's a lot more about getting to know himself. Yeah, the, figuring the out what that pace kind of is. Thing, yeah. You know, even if even if it's even if it's just learning to suffer, that kind of thing. Kid's talented. It'd be exciting to see where he goes in a year from now. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Week three. Week three. Uh, most of us were in West Palm Beach for uh, Kenzie. And of course, we had a remote client, Paige Semenza, as well, among Norman, Norman uh, Woodring, and also like twenty other people. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Um, yeah, there was a lot of it's a lot of misfits in that region as well. Um, obviously, my the majority of my focus went to Mackenzie that weekend. That's what I was down there for. Um, just trying to get the best possible performance out of her each and every event. Uh, so she didn't just treat regionals as a formality. She is talented enough to do that. No matter what events come out of regionals, she's going to get through. No matter how stacked they keep making that field, she's just too good at everything is the problem. There just isn't really... There's no major gaps there's in There's just game. nothing huge that jumps out that's going to stop her from qualifying You know, this even, year, next year. Even when there is, I mean, she battles back and <laughs> is able to have success. Yeah, and I, and I made a post about this online, but like... She, and and I've already spouted off into a CrossFit HQ camera, and I probably shouldn't have, but she uh, <laughs> got fucked in Event 5 to the point where there are other companies writing articles about this judge who was hammering people. I had multiple teams and other individuals come up to me about Super this, judge. this one judge love who was just... They're great for the sport. Just out to no rep people, and that's not really what their job should be out there. It's not what it is. Um if it's blatant, you take it away, but it just it leads to too much inconsistency. And she basically got penalized two minutes on event five. Now, before this even happens, uh, by the time day one ends, I already know she's she's going. Like short of an injury, injury yeah. she's going to the games. But that wasn't what we talked about before, and we had very specific guidelines we were trying to follow for the weekend. We had rules that we had literally written out that we were following and sticking to for the whole weekend. And uh, so just trying to build her, focus on one performance at a time, build her success event after event, stack the points up in her favor. We were trying to win the weekend. 
Um, even without this penalty, she was not going to win the weekend after everything sh- uh, shook out the way it did, which is fine. That's not a big deal. We were just seeing how far we could push her um, in this sort of competition. Um, but event five, like I said, she got penalized close to two minutes with just handstand push-up, no reps that were completely undeserved. Um, but what happened was even though she was behind two minutes from the 19th person to come off the wall, she stays calm, puts together, you know, five sets of 10 or whatever it was on toes to bar. And, you know, is a solid 90 seconds now behind anyone gets on the bike. She sits on the bike and decides that she is going to push those 50 calories, not sprint, but just push those 50 calories at a pace that I don't think any other girl in the world took that line during regionals with that hard because she knew she had to catch up. She, she had her hand, the, the judge raised her hand 10 seconds after Cassidy. Yeah. And she gained another five seconds during those final calories. Yes. Like, I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. I, like, I would guess she probably biked the 50 calories at around 500 watts. Pretty close. How Between many guys out there can do that? I don't know. Probably probably, <laughs> probably, the slowest you would see on that thing was probably like a 402 wattage-wise. She just decided that she was going to push and play. You know, she, she got really freaked out when she was getting the no rep. She basically had to kick off the wall three, four times before she's halfway done trying to figure out what the That's fuck wrong, her yeah. judge was trying to get her to do. Um, and I took a... I had a bad perspective because I stood right in front of where she could see through the glass. So she literally could see me when she kicked down and there was no one else by me. So she gives me a, what am I supposed to do? And I'm, and I'm just like, keep doing handstand push-ups. Like, <laughs> Figure it out. I can't, I can't come out there and discuss this with your judge. And like, like you need to just keep doing them until they award you 50 reps. And once like I was just like, you're fine. Just keep going. She never looked up at me again. She just ground through them and then got on the bike and decided to show them what they could, she could do on the bike. And then she absolutely crushed the step overs, even though she got through 50 calories in like 90 seconds or some crazy shit on the bike. I'm oh, exaggerating, but it was fast. super fast. <laughs> um, and then basically did the lunges damn near unbroken back and forth and took eighth overall, not just in her heat, but eighth in the whole event after literally taking a two minute unwarranted penalty. So those are the type of things that I'm looking for. Um, when an athlete's going to have a breakout, whether it's at regionals or the games, someone that can battle back from adversity, kind of like you had mentioned about something earlier, just it's so easy to, in the moment, be like, well, I just got my weekend stolen from me. I just got fucked. You know, there's no reason to expect that I'm going to finish in the top half of this. And you just kind of coast through. And that's that's the line that a lot of athletes default to in their head. And they're not strong enough to to say like, okay, if I take a different approach the rest of the way, like how much ground can I gain back? Takes it off them and puts it on somebody else. It does. So it's exactly right. It's really easy to blame someone else for your shortcomings. And that's basically all we've worked on for two years is changing her perspective towards everything, feeling bad for herself, putting herself in situations that she, or I'll put in her situation that she has to dig herself out of a hole and figure out how to deal with it. Giving her things that are just a little beyond what she may believe that are in, that's in her capacity, make her do it anyway, and then have her come back and be like, oh, I guess it wasn't so bad. Just constant breakthroughs on, on the mental side of things because there isn't a lot that any of us need to do to shore up her She's physical physically game. gifted, yeah. yeah. It's a little cleaning up here and there, but for the most part, it's it's her willingness to push. And after, you know, how well she did in one through four, and then to see somebody try to rob her, which happens a lot in this sport. I'm not saying, like, this is an like, anomaly. It happens all the fucking time. But it happened to her. And, and the way that she reacted to it was the biggest breakthrough of the weekend, and it, it literally made my entire regionals... Uh, weeks like complete 
I felt like something positive had happened there. So that's what I basically took from everything that I saw was that moment. One of the things that we learned um, last year that I think we probably knew all along, but it's more important for some athletes, is that like almost like misfit family-like atmosphere that we can provide for athletes to let them know that like this can be very similar to being at home or whatever. We'll take care of the little things and you just go out there and do your thing, like do really well. And we saw what it did for China last year um, to have, you know, me and Ted and Jen and Cody and the whole crew out there. And she just said like, we don't have to talk about CrossFit every five seconds. We can, you know, keep things somewhat normal so that when I go out there, you know, the stress isn't 10 times as high as it needs to be. And I draw some parallels between her and Kenzie with these expectations that can be placed mentally sometimes. And I just wanted to see like, can we provide that same level of support for Kenzie and what happens if we do? And it was nice to see her that happy most of the time. I mean, I know that after event five was whatever, but you know, she snapped out of it quicker than she would have in the past. Exactly. She, she snapped out of it. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's worth it to be hard on the athletes and to push them at certain times. But once you get to that point and all the work has been done, a lot of it is about getting them in the proper headspace. Um, so being able to go down there and see her do her thing and try to, you know, make sure, you know, we crack the jokes that Roy's always grimacing at the end <laughs> of the finish line because she didn't have the world record. Like everybody's there clapping, you know, she's got Roy's literally dozens of people like thumbs up, smiling, like that whole thing. Like, and I think that, I think that was really good for her. And then, you know, I talked to Paige two or three times and all I can say is she's a fucking gamer. Yeah. She has a awesome attitude. Yep. Like I don't, I honestly don't know enough, you know, without talking to Gabe about what she's trying to work on, you know, her strengths and her weaknesses and all that. But it's just nice to see every once in a while when you work with a lot of super talented athletes, somebody come in with that like extra level of grit. And I mean, before the final, she was just like, I just want to go. I just want it. I want it. I want to go to the CrossFit games. And it's like, that's awesome. Go (laughs) go out there and do it. Like, it was cool to watch. Yeah, her bigger her bigger issues were basically gymnastics related going into both the open and that weekend. And for her to crush the handstand walks to, you know, based on what she believed that she could do right. like to really handle them. And then the rope climbs, which she was concerned with, like you couldn't tell she was concerned Those with them great. on the floor. They're fine. Like, absolutely good to go. And they were fast. And uh, so... Like obviously, there's there's a ton of room to continue to work with her and fix her and and help her progress in some of those areas. But she kind of has the opposite thing where I wouldn't worry about having to get her ready to compete because Mm -hmm. she's it's more like give her space because she is ready to compete. I need to get in her face. She's already waiting. She's locked in. Yes. So that was pretty refreshing. Absolutely. Well, I didn't get to go to the South, but Loser. I did have a remote coaching client there, Norman, who I thought, um, to be honest, performed- The South, bro? The Atlantic, Atlantic Whatever. Jeez. Who cares? Performed um, on some of the workouts we were concerned about going in, like phenomenally better than we thought was going to go. Like Linda in training, he told me his times, and we were discussing what a realistic outcome would be for that piece. I'm like, man, you're going to look take 20th, 25th, maybe 30th on that with that time. And he went in there and knocked that out of the park. I mean- 
if we're going to step back for a second to the first workout, he told me he was going to win the entire thing, like the, in the world. He said, I'm going to win event one. I'm going to be everybody in the entire world at it. And while he did come in second on that one in, in his region, I mean, I was that was a really fun thing to watch because yeah. I knew based on his background as a runner that he was going to be willing Dude, to suffer. he was running so fast but looked so calm. And it was funny too because no offense to anyone, but the people to his left and his right, you could tell were not runners and they had the like side to side body swing and they couldn't get their feet in line. You know how that happens on the runner Mm -hmm. when you're running, you feel like you're kind of weaving a little bit. He was just like, yeah, when he told me he was going to get on that treadmill at regionals and run somewhere between 1100 and 1200 the entire time, I was like, man, you got to be careful (laughs) when you get on that treadmill. If you run that hard to start, you might just die. But no, nah, we watched stuck. a girl in the West run that hard, by the way. He's stuck to that pace the entire time. And like I said, he, from the neck down, you wouldn't, even, if you looked neck up, you wouldn't even know he was running. He was just so calm. So that was, I mean, exciting to watch. And then he outperforms on event three, which again was super exciting because he was a little bit concerned about the handstand yeah. walk. Every, I mean, as everybody was because it's a new element, but performed really well in there. Now we have some things to work on with event um, four that in the snatches didn't really go his way, but we kind of knew that going in. So for him to be able to bounce back from that workout and take a sixth in event five, another grinder, it was just it was fun to watch. I mean, it's tough as a coach when you can't watch your athlete if you're a remote, you know, you're not there at the event and you don't get the camera on them because they're not in the lead. That's tough to watch, but I mean, for his performance I thought really spoke to how hard he trained and how well he stuck to his plans like going in because like like Dex or any other athlete, they have their idea and then when they talk it over with the coach, things change slightly. And I thought that having that conversation with him really changed his path for the weekend and it made him stay, you know, a little bit more within himself so he didn't crash and burn and, you know, flame out in one of the workouts. So that was pretty fun to watch. We've worked with literally dozens of athletes over the years that have world-class engines that have to decide which path they're going to go down. Are they going to keep beating their head into the wall or are they going to take a full step back and work on gymnastics and you know efficiency in the barbell efficiency and almost everything and I could already see a difference I remember you showed me you know we looked at a lot of the videos together when he first started working with us and he made he's already making that progress and he had those glimpses of jumping into the top 10 and all that and if he stays on that path, I think he's got his goal some this weekend potential. was to yeah. qualify for the CrossFit game. So he didn't quite make his goal, but to me, staying in that top heat basically the entire weekend and staying competitive, even when he had some tough things go, you know, not his way because he knew he wasn't going to do well in event four and event six went however it went. But um, it was exciting to see him realize that he is in that realm of you know one of the top dogs in that region, and with a little bit of work on some of the things he's not really great at right now next year having the conversation of like, hey, let's get ready for the games kind yep. of thing, which is always exciting as an athlete and a coach you know, relationship. Yeah, and uh, what's funny is he's only 100 points out of a qualifying spot. I say only. Like, it's a lot of points, but you can find those points pretty pretty easily and uh, deal with it. Looks like my dog has just joined us. Oh, all right. I was wondering who that was. <laughs> we'll have to get him in a second if he keeps it up. Um, so, anything else to chat about before... Uh, we wrap this episode up. I mean, that's three weeks out in the road. Long three weeks. So. It's crazy. More like four weeks. It's crazy. It's Whole like of my life has gone by. Yeah, it was went by fast too. So try to survive those middle days and like recharge and then start it all over again. By the end, man, I was just like, <laughs> lucky some of the my is, meter was just <laughs> my meter was getting damn low by the end. It's good, and for my travels, it's good to have friends in a bunch of different cities that I can actually go hang out with between weekends, and they can take me out. Good food, entertainment, right? 
it, it made the whole It's always fun to meet those people so, yeah. on the road. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, I only went so, to the Northeast, which is kind of like our home, but it's always nice when you go on the road. Like last year, like people don't come up, they say hi, they want, you know, want to shake your hand or take a photo. Like it's nice to meet people in the community. So I'm glad that's still going on. <laughs> it is. And it will continue to, as we continue to grow. So I think that's about it for the regionals wrap up show. I think so, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. And you know, just to end on that note, it was awesome getting out there and meeting all you guys. You're, the misfit family is such a cool crew. Um, we really do look forward to meeting all you guys. So I know, you know, you'd see the person with the shirt and they sort of make <laughs> eye creep. contact and then like go around a pillar or something like that. Come up to us yeah, say hi. and say hi. Yeah. Um, you know, you. come up to, you know, HQ, come to camp, all that stuff. Uh, we like meeting you guys. That's what it's what we blast. do. So until next time, guys, we'll see you later. See ya.